Yeah, I, I'm Jackson. I have zero experience with carpentry. I studied at a school for historic preservation in Boston and learned about how things were built, you know, 250 years ago. There's a long way to go. I'm nowhere near the top. Not that I thought I was, but there's so much more to do out there. Welcome back to the Passion for Craft podcast. We are ready uh, for another quiz. Um, we are, Richard and I are teaming up again to take down the cerebral giant of Brent's quiz. <laughs> and uh, we'll see what we can do. Cerebral here. giant. I'm so, trying to cheat and look at his answers here, but I can't, read, I can't read his writing. I, I was going to cover these up, but then I saw it, gave it to Austin. He couldn't even <laughs> read the questions. So I was like, I'm good. Yeah, you're fine. Okay, so. Um, we started this, we started talking about modernism and um, they wanted to say, we'd never talked about modernism on the Bill's, on what, what's the show? The Bill Show? Yeah, nope. Passion on the Crab. Passion for Crab podcast. <laughs> and so uh, I've done some buildings and brews on this. You can go check those out. I've uh, um, I've studied modernism mainly because I'm like, like, what's the appeal? What's going on? When did it happen? Why did it happen? And all that kind of stuff. So we'll start out by asking these questions. When... Did modernism start? Wait, can we start out? What is modernism? No, I'm just kidding. Um, do you like modernism? I don't like it in residential, really. I'm okay with it in like civic ar architecture, mm -hmm. like built some buildings. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It kind of looks like futuristic a little bit. Yeah. But as far as like a resident for me to live in, no. I like traditional. What about you? Am I, am I doing this quiz or not? Are you going to ask this question later? Um, I like some modernism. So no, he wasn't going to answer. Okay. I don't like it either. I don't think it's great. It's kind of weird. I like it in buildings. I think there's, I think the majority of modernism is bad, but I think the majority of home buildings bad. And, mm -hmm. and when I say bad, I don't mean, I mean, it all sucks. I mean, it's just not where it could be. Puddle glum. No, I'm just kidding. That's, that makes sense. Um, now we're ready. Okay. Now you're ready to answer the question. You've thought about it. You've Googled. and ready? Yeah, ready. I would Google it under the table this whole time. You realize I asked the question, started this thing off, and then yeah. you, you went somewhere when else. When did modernism start? Thank you. Oh, gosh. Well, I want to know. I, want, I think people want to know. What do, you, do you like it? Do you not like it? But it's okay. Here we go. Yeah, I, 1940s, I would guess. I would, yeah. I'd say earlier. Okay. It's like, well, what is modernism? 39. You're going to price this right, me? Can we define modernism? A yes. Bit? Good point, Jackson, because there's actually some steps that take happen to get into modernism. So when does the first with a trick modern question, style start? And modern being uh, a step away from conventional, classical, traditional architecture. So when did, when did that... I mean... You could consider a TP modern. I would say the after classical. the Great Depression. I'd say before so that's then. That's 1930. So that's why I'm saying like 40s. I'm pre-30s. So there's a lot of people that think Frank Lloyd Wright and the the Gamble House out in California and uh, Stickley stuff was the first modernism. So that's Which, early 1900s. Okay. Wow. So, and then if wow. you if you consider did not know that if you consider Art Deco right Whoa. there's the Gamble House, very different from Modern? that's 1904. Okay? I'm okay with that. I kind of like that house. Well, yeah, that's we're, we're used to that now, right? And yeah. So it, it it's uh, it I love arts and crafts in the in this period. I love the bungalows. I love what the what they did. Um, if you look at the Roby House, Frank Lloyd Wright, mm -hmm. um, that is a clearly early 1900s modern modern house that yeah. was uh in chicago part of the prairie school movement um very different than the other houses that were being built in you know that period yeah when 1904 is you know uh the late victorian things it's it's all these uh um that is so linear, right? It's so yeah, it is. That's early 1900s. Uh huh. Wow, I wouldn't have guessed. So, so that this is this is the first modernism, right? Look at the early. that's totally modern. Look at the cantilevers. Yeah. Look at the horizontal lines. The emphasis on horizontality. Even there. the way they done the brickwork is crazy. Yeah. So what he did was he has all the brick running uh, horizontal, 
And is that the, even stable? The, the mortar, yeah, and the mortar is is all raked uh, horizontally, but not raked verti- vertically. Uh, so what that, that means is you get a shadow line in the horizontal line, but not in the vertical line. Is it a longer? And he used a longer brick, okay. which is called a Roman brick, which is like a, a two inch by twelve inch long versus a two inch by eight inch long. And it's, I think it actually might be in like an inch and a half by 12. It's actually even thinner than that. But notice the horizontality, the cantilevers, very modern. This, this would you, people would consider early modernism. Now, the next phase of modernism, and you'll see this if you watch my buildings in Peru, is the Art Deco. So Art Deco, like the Chrysler building in New York, Oh, that's a cool one. Yeah, that's a that's Art Deco, and so Art Deco was a uh, attempt to uh, recreate the um, basically look at classical proportions and classical details using other forms of ornamentation. And so you see chevrons yeah. and the sunray pattern, and you see there's Mayan. Uh, um, uh, influences and and is that the gargoyles other other cultures those are eagles that eagles. are that are coming off the building that were pretty incredible but if you look at the uh, empire state building um the elevators the interior of the uh, the empire state building is just classic art deco um where you see these uh and this was this was uh, uh you know there's the entry oh, of course wow. that building is uh that's from elf it's from Elf, exactly. His dad works <laughs> so in the Empire State Building, and so, but to see that sun pattern that comes out there, and see, you know, the the the, the columns are still there, the pedestals are still there. It's still yeah. classical, but it's but it's ornamented differently. It's the marble and the granite, whatever that stone is. <laughs> yeah. So it, anyway, that too is, I would think we would all consider modern. Yeah. So Art Deco is modern. I think most people would say it's modern for I sure. I like Art Deco sometimes. And then, then you have the international movement, which is in the 1930s, and it was meant to be this universal language, okay, this universal style that everybody does because it's called international because they didn't want to say it's, you know. American. American or, Spanish, or British English, or Spanish yeah. or what. It's international. It's this, this, it's this ubiquitous style that can be going across these other things. So modernism, when does modernism start? Early 1900s. You could say that it starts in the early 1900s, but it doesn't become this dominant force that defines our cities, right, until 50s or 60s. So I got close. I I kind of won. So I won correct for me. Yeah, second place for me. So what is zero points for me? Uh, We'll come back to that one. Who are the fathers of modern architecture? Frank Lloyd Wright. He said that earlier. Fathers. Frank Lloyd Wright. That guy. Fathers. <laughs> yeah, Frank Lloyd Wright's one of them. I'm thinking of the other ones. They're coming to me. I know the mother. Dowdy? Just kidding. Uh, I mean, certainly a modern architecture, but not not the father of, of modern architecture. Um, um, there's three. Deco? Someone Deco? No. <laughs> Tim Deco? Yeah, that guy? <clears throat> Brian Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, not... I'm making up names. So um, there's three guys. Walter, okay. Walter Gropius. That's Walt Disney. That's Walter Gropius. <laughs> um, Mies van der Rohe. Mies van der Rohe, that's him. And then uh, La Corbusier. La Corbusier. They just called him Carbu. Um, and so we'll, we'll talk about those. Uh, who designed the first glass and steel office building? One of those guys. Um, will you say their names again? Black. Walter Gropius, yep. Mies van der Rohe, Mies van der Rohe, Mies van der Rohe. Corbu. <clears throat> I'm going Mies van der Rohe. I'm on Mies. Okay, this was, that was a multiple choice question, <laughs> and you guys guessed right. Yes. Yes. Where 25%. was it built? Oh, Chicago. Um, South Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> Looks like a South Carolina guy. <laughs> no, he's actually. Chicago. He looks like the Kentucky Fried Chicken guy's brother. No. What? Oh no. Oh well, I get kind of credit. He's from Chicago, right? Nice. Um, New York. Um, oh, that oh. makes way more sense. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed too practical. <laughs> <laughs> We're both like, ah, I don't know, Chicago. Um, Yours made sense. Mine didn't make sense at all. All right, that. So okay, O for two. So <laughs> the uh, um, where where did these guys come from? 
What countries are they from? Germany. I would guess like a Nordic country. Nordic country? Okay. Might be weird. Um, where? Let's do it this way. Where is Walter Gropius from? Gropius. German. Germany. Poland. Poland. Ger- I'm just going to say Germany. Germany. He's from Germany. Ah, I switched my answer. I should have. Mies van der Rohe. Where's, where's he from? Germany. Van der Rohe. I would say like Netherlands. Yeah, that, that's really? good. Good guess based on the Van? his name, but yeah. no, Germany as well. Gosh, dang. And um, <laughs> actually, would you Google that? Because I now he's got me questioned. I know he taught. Okay, what's the famous modernist school uh, that both all? I don't know if uh, Corbus taught there. Uh, but the Academy. other two guys uh, <laughs> taught. What's the school <laughs> they taught at? <laughs> the Bauhaus. Ever you've heard no. of the Bauhaus? I didn't know. Well, I thought it was a hotel. No, that's the Bauhaus is a school. Okay. What is the Bauhaus is known for? Um, bowing. Uh, really? Like a military no. barracks. Yeah, it does. Mo- Welcome to modern architecture. <laughs> so, so here's the deal. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's actually a, a crazy story. Okay. The the, the reason the Bauhaus is uh, all of this is okay. Um, how modernism comes to dominate, you know, commercial architecture and everything else in the 1950s, okay, is because of what happens in the 1920s and 30s. So, um, and involves the most famous villain in all of the world. Ah, Rockefeller. The villain? Rockefeller? I don't know. He had a monopoly. His first monopoly. I think, Rock- I think Rockefeller was Oh, Hitler. Vi- Thank you. Who's the worst guy ever, right? Yeah. Um, I was thinking local. I was couldn't think of an American villain, but that makes way more sense. Is Rockefeller a villain? I think so. Really? Yeah. He was the we, first monopoly. That's right? a whole another rabbit trail. I don't know if we need I don't know. I mean he he restored Colonial Williamsburg. Oh. Is he here in your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I read his book, Titan, yeah. um on the life of Rockefeller. Didn't he have a vertical monopoly? Like he owned steel no, production no, from the. Of, you're thinking of William Levitt with oh. the building. Um, I was thinking of the Rockefeller Standard Oil. He 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 had he had the oil empire when oil really blew up and everything else. And he did some some bad things, uh, uh, monopoly wise. That's as, what I'm talking about. Um, but I don't think he's a villain. Okay. And I, I think in fact uh, a lot of people. I mean, he was one of the great titans of business. Andrew Carnegie, you know. Uh, Carnegie was the other. One. Uh, Who's the guy? Vanderbilt, um, J.P. Morgan, all these great titans of business and, and everything else. J.P. Morgan, J.P. Morgan, but the uh, um, yeah, I don't think they're villains. Anyway, so um, but the villain is Hitler. Okay, so 1920s. Okay, Wait, Hitler um, was around. I guess he was around. He was down the come up at that point. So Hitler uh, actually served in World War. One really, yeah, and was was deeply uh, uh, disgusted with how Germany uh, capitulated at the end of the war, and and you know the Versailles Treaty, and you know just the the way they got into so much trouble, and so he gets involved in politics. But before he was that, he was also an art student, and he was and he was a lot of people say a pretty terrible arts classical art student. And loved classicism. So when his uh, economic fortune or political fortunes were rising, he puts pressure on the Bauhaus school, which is a modern art school. Okay. Where was it located? Was it in Germany? It moved around. It, 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 I think it ended up in Berlin, but it, it was in, in numerous places. Okay. Um, did you look at Mies van der Rohe? Was he, he wasn't from Germany. It, German it does say Germany. Yeah. So... Um, I snuck one in. You, the Van der Rohe got me thinking, so you actually had me guessing. 0 there. for 3, baby. Um, so he ends up putting pressure on the Bauhaus school because he doesn't like modernism, okay? Hitler. And, Hitler. And, so he and, got one thing, right? As, right. He, as, as he rises to power, okay? Say what you will about Hitler, but he, was he hated modernism. He was a classicist. And, um, that is so terrible. We're laughing, but here's the deal, Okay. He, when he rises to power, he hires this architect, Albert Speer, to run his, uh, and you look at, look at the, the architecture of Albert Speer. He was doing this 
this this modern classicism. So there's an Albert Speer building, right? That that this this German world order, okay, yeah. that Hitler was 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 planning, and the architecture was was crisp, was modern, and was also classical. And what happens is is that his buildings end up taking on this uh, the. the People associate, and this is a theory that people have, that people associate the fascism of this art. Now you're giggling. What are you laughing about? <laughs> I just can't get over the, you know, Hitler had some crisp architectural designs. <laughs> it looks well, Albert, good. Albert Speer did. But, Albert uh, Speer. But Hitler certainly approved of it. But the classical architecture gets associated with fascism okay mm -hmm. and gets associated oh, with this with this governmental system of you know auto, you know autocracy and yeah. dictatorship and everything else Dang so it. classicism yeah. take gets smeared okay through hitler it was a smear campaign it was a smear campaign oh man so he so, so he's he only it up. it's no wonder oh. okay that after the war Gosh, that's really pretty the after yes it's ordered it's yeah. it's it's you know it's uh it's proud is yeah. you know it's 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 beautiful and so that room anyway terribly so in the snow. But because he got this smear, because it's association with Hitler and the fascist government and everything he was doing, after they get out of the war, everybody looks at it and says, well, that's we're not going to do that again. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Architecturally, <clears throat> there's no way we're going to go, you know, reproduce those buildings. And so modernism opens up. Uh, this this hole opens up for modernism uh, to squeeze through. That makes sense. So he screwed up in so many ways. Yeah, he Maybe. got it right, but <laughs> because he got everything, everything else wrong. So he actually <clears throat> closes the Bauhaus school. Okay, and what do you think happened to Walter Gropius, who was the who led the Bauhaus school, and Mies van der Rohe, who taught there? What Sounds do you think like happened? They to those came guys? over here. USA. They came to America. Okay, and where does Gropius end up? Chicago. Uh, Chicago. New York. New York. Boston. Boston. <clears throat> Harvard School of Design. Is he the okay? brutalism guy? No. Oh. Harvard School of Design. He ends up uh, teaching design classes at Harvard. You know, this wow. infiltration of modernism into American schools. Gropius goes to Chicago. Oh. He start, He works at the ITT um, and ends up you know, teaching all of his students and all that stuff, modernism. And so this modern ideal, right, yeah. which was, uh, we, we remember the mindset of people at that time. We never want to go back there. We never want to have a world war again. War yeah. is terrible. You know, what happened? Why do we fight? Because of Hitler, because of Germany, because of fascism. Okay, all of that that we don't want to be a part of, we're going to go this way. Mm -hmm. And they go. Now, the the... The Seagram's building in New York, which is a uh, a fascinating building, okay, the, the, there's like genius and uh, ch challenges, okay? So the Seagram's building and, and, and the, the, the design theory that these guys are emphasizing is that we talked about false architecture, remember before? Yeah. Other podcasts, uh, especially when we were talking about the old house, old house, no, some people were talking about fakery. So... The whole idea of this building, okay, mm -hmm. is to strip away all the false facades. And let's get back to the simple bones, the simple, very simple uh, nature of what the building actually is. <clears throat> so we so need to have a column topper it's, because... It's steel and glass, yeah. okay? So the new materials like steel and the big sheets of glass that they're able to make today or make at that time allowed them to build a frame, okay, without a skin. And so it ended up being this incredible uh, uh like philosophically i love it yeah let's let's strip it down let's strip the building down to its bare bones yeah they did the same thing after victorian period when things were over ornamented the arts and crafts was we're going to have this simple honest construction mm -hmm. and that's what that was it was honest construction it wasn't these false skins that were put on top of buildings so i love that right mm -hmm. i think that's like yeah that's a cool concept okay i get that here's the problem when you do that, when you do 50 of those around a city, 
they all look the same, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And so that's why downtowns and cities all look the same with these glass towers yeah. is because developers come along and they go, well, we can do that. That's actually cheaper. That's actually say, that's yeah. be way cheaper. It's, got, to make. it's actually cheaper to make. Actually, you know, you know, and we can be cutting edge and we can be modern and everything else, and it's not going to cost us as much. Uh-huh. And so, look at yeah. all that. Look at all those, you know, steel and glass uh, buildings. And and the crazy thing is, like the top half of that picture is all the steel and glass. The bottom half is all the brick character, and windows yeah. of the original of the original buildings. And so that has character. You know, here, here's the number of things that happened. Okay, and here's the here's the irony of modernism. Okay, it's supposed to be this cutting edge new thing. They're, the buildings are incredibly hard to heat and cool. Okay, they cost way more money for these cities oh, to operate because all the glass. Because it's all glass. It's, it's, so it's, a, it's a it's an incredibly inefficient way to build. Like the Apple Store, right? The, yeah. the big glass box. It's a terrible building, mm-hmm. building science wise. Yeah. Guess which buildings are the most efficient buildings in a, in New York City? Uh, Historical buildings. Historic buildings. Buildings built before 1950. That's because so funny. because they're they are. <laughs> They're brick, okay? And they're solid masonry. And you have so much more thermal mass there Mm -hmm. that holds heat and cool better. It's like a greenhouse. Than a glass thing. (laughs) It is. And so But they're cool. Like it's cool going. It is cool, yeah. The other interesting thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a cool concept. There's no character to it, but it's cool. Yeah. The problem is if everybody builds that, right? It's just like so the 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 beauty of classicism, the beauty of of the uh, um, the buildings around it, the it, is that the ornamentation, like the street level experience, okay, the streetscape, the streetscapes, the, the walking experience that you have in an historic district mm-hmm. versus what you have in, in a new thing is completely different, mm-hmm. yeah. because the scale, okay, of these that modern building on the right. Look at mm-hmm. the modern building on the right. The Apple Store, and, the and then look the at the one on the left. Yeah. Okay, that that lower level is laid uh, of the historic building. You have a balustrade. You have cut stone. You have uh, a human scalable um, uh, entryway going into that opening. Right. Mm-hmm. The the only way you know where the Apple Store entry is is the horizontal glass you know piece. Yeah. Otherwise, where's the front door? <laughs> and You're then, like walking around, and then the there. building behind it. Like Where's the front door, right? Yeah. It, it is a... Um, it doesn't communicate to you as welcoming no, and so, or and inviting. If you, and if you look at the streets, these historic street, <laughs> streetscape of New York, you see a very uh, a human scale to the city streets, is right? Is that Times if Square? You, no, that's not. That's where the... That's, that's the Iron Building, that's right? the Flatiron Building. So... Um, I just saw the Y, y branched off street, because isn't that Times Square? Yes, but there's not a there's not a uh, flat iron building there. Got it. Um, in any case, uh, you know, so these problems with modernism is, is that uh, it becomes very easily copyable, all right, and um, w- which which makes our lives monotonous, right? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. makes our which makes our cities, you know, that that whole book, the geography of nowhere, that everything starts to look like a strip mall and you don't know whether you're in Kansas city or San Diego or New York because it all looks the same. Yeah. And we don't have that individual character. No individualism. (laughs) Okay. Who designed the Barcelona chair? Gaudi. No. Oh, I only know one chair maker, Sam Maloof. Probably not though. Nope. Gaudi was in Barcelona. That's the only reason I'm guessing. Yes. Is that right? No, oh. it's not. So this is the, this is the Barcelona chair. So close. Um, Someone from Spain. From Spain. No. <laughs> oh, is it one of the guys we already know? Yes. Oh. Mies van der... Jean, Jean Bianco. Walter Gropius, La Cabot. La Cabot, that's the one. Or... or uh, van Dam. <laughs> Mies <laughs> van der Rohe. Mies van der Rohe. Okay. Ah, yes. And so this is at the, this is at the German Pavilion in, uh, right. in Spain. That's why it's called the Barcelona Chair. It was a World's Fair, and he did the pavilion for the German architecture. Nice. And what you, year World's Fair? You could pull that up, uh, like 1929 or 1928. Cool. Um, and uh, so he's designed that chair pretty early. Now I've got a book. I don't know if you've got that slide uh, on design. Looking at how the Barcelona chair was designed, it's 
awesome. Okay? Really? There's there's classical proportions. There's, so this was the, the World's Fair in Spain. Very oh. classical, right? Look what the Germans do. Look what the German pavilion looks like. Exposición Internacional de Barcelona. So 1929, <laughs> right? And so and then you look at the Barcelona pavilion by the Germans. Is that a waterway in the middle of the town? It looks like water. It does, yeah. Like it a, looks really cool. Looks like a boat's on there. I don't know what that is. But you can see, you know, how classical that whole thing is. This is what the Germans put together. Oh, okay? my gosh. So the Barcelona chair was in that pavilion, right? We're talking it's about... Like middle finger to the whole thing, in it, a way. It, it is. And, and you look at it and you're like, you know, that was cutting edge and modern and, you know... That was 29. 29. That's crazy. That yeah, it looks like that was cool. built this year. So it, it's... I it, know, it does. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And here, there, there is... Jackson just said, say that again. It looks like it was built this year. So the, the thing... Here's, here's the thing. Is that... Tell us if, the thing. If you look at modern architecture and modern architects and modern architectural schools, okay, their whole premise is that we need to be on this cutting edge we need to be original we you know we're not looking at the past we're going to be original and originality is the um is the is the you know the brass ring okay mm -hmm. that, that if you can be original then you are you know you are cutting new and so you think about a guy like frank gary yeah and his crumpled paper buildings right that's cutting edge right that's no one's doing that he's right. doing things that no one else there's is doing. a reason yeah and so he, he, <laughs> no he one's is, doing that. Yeah. He is this 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 level, okay? Uh, that you know of of what architecture should be, of how we should be cutting edge. And so they're always pushing forward. But to Jackson's point, that Barcelona thing done in 1929, nearly a hundred years ago, nearly a hundred years ago, and we're still doing the exact same thing yep. today. Okay, technically more like 96 years ago. So, no, it's so true. So it's, it's so it's ironic that they sit there and claim originality, but they come out and they build these things, and as if that's original. It's not original. Mm -hmm. It's been going on forever. And so um, ninety six years, but <laughs> not for. I mean, let's be technically. That's crazy, though. It's 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 fascinating. Is that granite in the middle, or some sort of like cut stone in the middle there? I think it's a, it's a slab of stone, mar marble. I think that's crazy. It's so weird. Um, it's like the Apple store in the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, modernism, like what do we do with it, right? What, how do we handle it today? Well, right? we throw it away. And so I, it up and I uh, you know, I have mixed feelings, but you asked earlier, what do you like it? There's some things I, I like. I think they're, mm -hmm. I think they're, uh, well, and we'll look at Can some we of see these. Some of it? Yeah. Like the Apple store is like, it's a tech, it's a computer, it's futuristic. It, it like the, makes it sense. You wouldn't want to walk is, in there and right? see like classicism. I feel like it right. just would not yeah. make and sense. And so they, they want to be cutting edge. We go to the uh, Farnsworth house. It kind of looks like a big iPhone, the big sheet of glass. You know? Now this know. is the famous house by Mies van der Rohe. This okay? is crazy. And so the Farnsworth house was meant to be this, 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 open concept okay those are glass walls the the little shell in the middle is the bathroom the kitchen and a bedroom on the back side over there curtains covered us up it was it was placed in a terrible part of the part of the city because it floods all the time but um if you look at this building you know critically okay yeah the the golden rectangle is all over this building, yeah. okay? And so that- You're talking that, golden proportion kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so if you actually put the golden ratio over top of those of, of those squares, those horizontal things laid horizontally, you actually see the golden ratio, okay? Wow. And so here is a classical architect laying out things. Uh, here's a modern architect laying out things classically, which is, and you can see wow. know, those dimensions and, and how- each one of those things is is wonderfully proportioned, right? And so that you see this rhythm and this this thing that you would see in a classical temple or yeah. or, or or the Roman Roman building, yet here it is laying out in a, in in a modern building. Now, this is one of my great things that that modern architecture would be great mm -hmm. if they trained modern architects in traditional design, mm. because Frank Lloyd Wright. Mies van der Rohe were both trained as classicists, okay? 
and that they put out modern things. You can put that same kind of organizational study of those buildings on Frank Lloyd Wright's buildings and have this, this you, 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 I like, I look at the Roby house and I'm like, that's a beautiful house, right? It's it, the craftsmanship is great. It's, it's an interesting design. It's not repulsive. It, it's, you know, it, it's, you know, the front door's hard to find, but it, it's 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 still <laughs> yeah it, yeah because I would say like that's something that's missing from the whole orders conversation, right? Like one of the things that the orders does is it gives you comfort in knowing where you are in the space. So there's a human scale, you right? Miss so that there, here. there's still a human scale, I would say, in this building. And so um, the uh, but if they would just train and 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 modern schools of architecture are so hostile to classical ideas because they don't think it's original because it's going to the past it's well, it, and because hitler liked it well so i don't you, know if, i don't know no, if they still they, associate they're still <laughs> they're associating it i mean that's, he's a that's bad pretty dude, interesting so. that they reject classicism it I, so we're i would not I, expect i was that. on the board of the icaa institute of classical architecture and art for the texas chapter and um we tried to go to the university of texas and offer a weekend seminar in classicism the, the, the faculty got together and said, no, you're not coming here. Like, why? Why wouldn't you allow us to come there and teach, teach these ideas of the five orders? Uh, no, you, you're, not, you're not teaching that stuff here. There's a hostility what? to classicism at a lot of these schools. And so it, that's yeah, crazy. What is, it, what is it about it that's bringing yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm you know guessing. I, mean? like, I wasn't obviously in the room when they made that decision. But, yeah. but, I'm, but, I'm, but my theory is, is that it's not original. Right, it is. It is looking to the past instead of looking to the future. That's not what we're trying to do. So, well, what's crazy is like if you go through like you be blown away. I did like a little bit of research on like the Afghanistan and like uh, Pakistan. There's classicism all throughout those countries. Yeah. we're not shown that in our media. We're just showing like a sand pit, you know, but. Those people had like the empires and the kings of the past. Oh my gosh! They had all. Well, there's temples that um, ISIS is like, like tearing down, and people are mm -hmm. like, you know, those are world heritage sites, but they're terrorists destroying it. But it's like so well laid out, and they're crazy. just crazy. It's beautiful, but it's just dumb to say. So, in, in any case, the, where I was going with that is that is that I believe if modern architects were trained in traditionalism, classicism, they would build more beautiful buildings. The the problem is is that Corbu was was crazy and uh, really yeah and and uh, that explains why his, I liked architecture. His buildings are are weird, okay, and he he had this vision for. Uh, oh that's his gosh. most famous building. That's a chapel. That's and, so and, what? And um, the, obviously it's organic, right? And so it, it's yeah. and the the, the haphazard nature of the windows and everything else. Yeah. You know, where's the front door? Uh, you know, just that, that needs to be taken down. <laughs> that's horrible. So that, that's just very funky. It's um, he did things like he had a vision for the city. Okay, and, and yeah. his vision was that the city of Paris gets knocked down. And then we rebuild it in this new modern, you know, uh, world order, right? Yeah. And so that you would have this, uh, the, and he had all these pods, and he'd have all these, uh, you know, the families would live in these clusters, and that, and that, yeah. And so you have oh. all these little clusters like laid out where Dude, people would live, but um, that's the wall 1.0. It, it it is the line that is that is like a dystopian future yeah. right i mean th those those towers of where everybody's supposed to live in the same spaces Ugh. and the same things right yeah Woof. so there he was just out there okay yeah. and so his vision for things was um a little bit crazy and so the the things that he designed the buildings that are still around are um are weird yeah. And so it, it's uh, anyway. So funny. So I think it's just helpful to look at some of these photos of their works because we can talk about the guy all we want, but like that's fine. Visual medium is kind of so. Helpful. When Gropius went to Harvard, this is the house he built outside of Boston um, for himself. For himself, this that's was his really house. Bad. It's uh, well. What's what's interesting it. is is that if you look at. Uh, the inspiration for what he was designing and building from that is a German pillbox from World War One. Okay, now 
what a lot it, of these guys fought in World War One, okay, and were were associated with World War One. What's a pillbox? It's basically where machine guns and and people could hide and shoot at the enemy, um, but they're obviously very u- ugly functional buildings. That so did they just have a mold that they brought around, pour concrete in really quick. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I know that they were heavily engineered to take direct fire and things like that, and so and the Germans were obviously great engineers, mm-hmm. and so. Um, the uh, but there's 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 people who will basically say that Gropius was had uh, post traumatic stress disorder. Wow! And that you see it in his work, and you see it in uh, if you look at his buildings, as far as yeah. the antisocial nature of this ha- this building. That that you know you think about the picture of the house that the little kid draws with you know the chimney and two windows and a window in the yeah. front door. It's very symmetrical. They they've done studies and shown that your kids in you know, every part of the world, when they draw a house, they draw that same kind of house. Whoa. And so it's not just an American, you know, mm-hmm. uh, leave it to beaver world. It's like everybody <laughs> draws that. Well, what's going on? We're reflecting ourselves, mm-hmm. okay? So we're reflecting a symmetrical because we're symmetrical. Mm-hmm. When you think about the Greeks and Romans did, their buildings were very symmetrical because they were copying the human body. Whoa. And so for a young kid to to draw, you know, a house, he's essentially drawing a picture of you know his psyche his human self and mm-hmm. he draws something that's very familiar to him this is something that you know the researchers look at today and say you know this was designed by someone who had post traumatic stress disorder because there is no there's nothing inviting about this it's very hidden and guarded it's you know it doesn't communicate it's not uh anyway and so it looks like a pillbox it's anti-social and so people look at that and say well gosh it's actually very much like those pillboxes he served in yeah and there's desks that show that that he was sitting behind a desk and where the light is is exactly the same way that when they're a pillbox they'd have the shells here and they would shoot out the window I mean, it's wow. almost the exact same kind of layout and yeah so, that window size looks like the window on the pillbox it does, it does. it's like a little cut and so it's it's a um, you know to think that some of our greatest you know uh, you know architectural heroes were designing things that were very cutting edge, but maybe they were cutting edge because they were you know loco right yeah. because they were crazy yeah. and not because and they they associated that with individuality with with uh, you know creativity with originality and you know that you know that's the cutting edge that's yeah. the direction we want to go so. You're, I'm pun- poking holes in the problems with modernism, and I don't hate modernism. It's just the 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 uh, the magic is gone, right? It's yeah. just you know everything's beginning to look the same, cheap, fast, you know, inexpensive. Yeah. So there's there's been a number of studies that that offer hope for architecture because there's been a lot of um, people have written books on. Uh, architecture, beauty, and neuroscience. Okay, mm-hmm. and neuroscience is, and there's the, the they studied the brains of these things, and there's that that slide about World War One, the outcome, and these people and their brains. But basically, they've got they've got uh, um, avail- availability in um, science today to to study eye movements. So they that person right there is a student, and on his and he's looking at a computer screen. It's a girl. And the, <laughs> what did I say? You said he's looking at a computer. She think it's a she. she anyway. um, so she's looking at a. She's looking at a computer screen and they have a camera pointing at her and they're, they're tracking, her, tracking her eye movement. And that's where her eye goes. Okay. And so they, they track all these points on the building where her eye goes. Wow. And so. And then the order. Is that those numbers, the order in which she went? Yes. There? That's the number and the frequency with which. And it's like a, over a two minute period or one minute period. And where, so the size is the period. Yeah. Is, and okay, so cool. then they show Whoa. like the, the number one place that most people's eyes end up is right there, you know, and right in the middle, right? The doorway right. where you're supposed to go in. It's very symmetrical. It's very, you know, it's your. The building has been designed to kind of draw your eye to the middle. Right. And when I talk about classicism and I say it communicates, right? This is how it communicates. Yeah. It's communicating, you know, the importance. It's communicating hierarchy. It tells you where you're supposed to go. Now, look at what happens on a modern building. So this is Uh-oh. a modern building, Queens Library. This is in Queens, New York. Where do you think the eye goes? Oh, man, that, that gap on the right or all the humans in the picture? 
or that ad over there on the right. Look at the, go back. <laughs> Look, that your eyes attracted to that yoga pose and and the the people on the left and not the building. It's attracted to something symmetrical. And like, is something <laughs> the lady is yoga pose. Something, something human. human. Something yeah. yeah. And so you know there there's there's your eyes not drawn to this thing. So we are now designing that buildings that actually distract you that actually cause you to look in other directions and in other ways um there's there's another building here so these are two things it's a you know italianate garage carriage house and a library okay a modern library look where the eyes are going okay the eyes are going to the two windows and to the front door of that of that carriage house that's the pictures right below each thing look look where look where the eyes are going on that thing they're going everywhere but where they're supposed to go (laughs) Okay. There's nothing drawing you to the to the door of that building. The entrance is the bottom right on that building. The entrance is the bottom right. The library return thing is over there on your left. The oh book return. And so we are designing buildings that that aren't pleasing. We're designing yeah. buildings that are repelling. Yeah. Right. And so you know these are the problems with this this modern idea. And I'm hoping that the this this neuroscience you know study actually reminds us that. Oh, beauty is something that orders us. Beauty is something that causes us to, to calm. And the, a lot of these guys who write about neuroscience talk about the fight or flight, that they'll show a picture of a snake, and immediately people are like repulsed and want to move away. It's the exact same thing when they show them pictures of, of <laughs> they're not scared of it, but they are repulsed, and as opposed to seeing something beautiful and being attracted to it. That's crazy. It's crazy. That's so wild. So it sounds like modernism can be done right, but yes. when it's done wrong, it's like when classicism wanna, is done wrong, it's really bad. I'm yeah. like saying here, I'm gonna and go harmful for myself. us. I mean, part of the things that they're saying is that like this is bad for our societies. This is bad for human beings, right? This is this is not. We're not uh, creating environments that are beautiful that people want to live in. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have every opportunity to do it. I want to sure. download an eye tracker on my computer and then film a video of me looking at a bunch of good modern buildings and then bad modern building and then good classical buildings as well and just see what it does because this would be this is fascinating so you know what what is the you know what is you know what's the point you know what 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 is the 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 thing is is that a lot of people today are designing this kind of house okay because of these modern principles Mm -hmm. and you know classicism is kind of I have I have a lot of clients who will turn their ni- turn their nose up to a carved molding or something you know high style classicism. Do they work at UT? Is that because they are looking at that going ooh? And I, in my theory, the Brent Hull theory is that they were going ooh because it's done so badly you know over time oh, yeah. that that people don't want to be associated with that for sure. Right, the, the carved. Most carving, okay, in, in, in houses today ends up in mobile homes, right? Mm-hmm. And not in the, the very high style houses. And so people are anxious about doing an egg and dart molding. I mean, it's one reason I can't keep Vossel. I mean, he's busy, but, he, but you know, I don't have orders for the next three years for Vossel, right? Mm-hmm. right? People, people don't know what to do with a carver, right? right. People don't know what to do with it. What, you know, what do you mean? What could so I do? Impressive. And so yeah. this ends up, this ends up taking its place. Now, again, this, in my mind, is a house that's very cheap. You know, it's it's just like the modern developers in the '50s and '60s looked at that. The Seagram's building was like, well, dang, I can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that a lot of builders go, well, dang, I can do that. And there's there's no ornamentation, there's no order, there's oh, no that harmony. Would go quick. It's just it's just all you know these slanted kind of you know hip cool. It's, this is a fad in my mind. It's oh, just, for sure. You know, and these things are going to be so dated, so quick. <sighs> yeah. I look back on, um, well, not look back, but um, you know the cemetery over here. What is it called? It's across from Brahms. Yeah. Um, Greenwood. Yeah, Greenwood. They're, they have their original buildings. They look nice, but you see the new one they're building. Right. looks like garbage i'm like you guys are gonna regret this so much in 20 years it just looks like a like a school yeah i'm like this does not say cemetery it does not say serious yeah i don't know but i think yeah we're gonna look back on this we're gonna look back on all the 
cool hip things that we're doing with schools and and it's going to be like well and so thinking and so what i think's happened is is that you know classicism good traditionalism has been lost okay and it's been forgotten and and the lost art of building that i'm always talking about in my videos um people have forgotten how to do a proper pediment they've forgotten how to build columns they've forgotten how to do these things that used to be you know grade level grade school level stuff it is interesting. Austin pulled up for one of my talks what AI would generate when he typed in these uh, these things. So on the left, he's, he typed in Philadelphia Georgian house style, and then new house built in colonial revival style. Okay, am I crazy, or do some of these look kind of good? They're not terrible. They're not. They're not terrible. Because I I feel like we don't have any character like these houses have currently. Yeah, you know, like that. I mean, they have character to them. They have like style and a. Like there's some choices you, that you are have made. To, you like have to where, dial into to, to some individual things. But right. There's five these, windows. These where it's aren't, like, oh, these aren't terrible. Okay. Go to the next one. This is where it gets terrible. Okay. <laughs> so this is on the left. He's diagram of the Georgian interior molding package. Um, and there's nothing Georgian in there. Okay. It, it, that, is, <laughs> that is a Victorian interior if there ever was one and, and a bad one. In mm-hmm. fact, this is the reason our clients turn their nose up to get to a carved molding because they see stuff like this and it's just gaudy and heavy and thick and, you know, not proportioned well. And it's just, it's just gross. So to add just a little bit of flavor on here, we, the reason the AI works is it takes, it does like a search of it in and of itself in all the areas that it knows. And it goes and looks up, how do we like, how do we replicate this thing they're looking for right here? And so across all the internet that exists right now, this is the compilation of what a machine can put together for Georgian. I don't think it's what a machine, I think they're associating pictures that say Georgian on them and tying those images to to the thing. But it's not Georgian. Most people don't know what Georgian is. Right. Like I was talking to a a historic architect at Thistle Hill, and someone had described uh, Thistle Hill as a Georgian revival. I was like, I don't think it's Georgian. He goes, yeah, people don't know. You know, and, and it's not Georgian. It's a it's a neoclassical building. It's not a Georgian building. And so it's it's most people don't know. And so AI, if it's just collecting data that's out there, it's no wonder it's it's uh, <laughs> going to show us stuff that right. doesn't make sense. Wow, that is interesting. Well, let's bring it back to modern houses. Today. So yeah, so th- th- where where we end up is with houses that are built today that that try to be the Apple store, right? With huge black windows and things like that. And these, the door manufacturers and many manufacturers, and this is one of my pet peeves about building today, yeah. is you go to the International Building Show and it is a whole lot of the same thing, mm-hmm. okay? It is a whole lot of, of huge glass walls that can move back and forth and, and nano doors and all these other other things that What's are- What's a nano door? I want one. Um, it's like a big sliding accordion glass door that it's actually a, what's it called again the the conference international building what's show. that okay yeah it's yeah, accurate it's a good yeah <laughs> <Irritable> <laughs> bowel it's accurate um, or i'm bsing and so, you <laughs> so they uh it, it, everybody is chasing after things okay the manufacturers are chasing after the latest hot thing which is the accordion doors and the or the door the, that open up to the outside right the outside living room um and they're 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 incredibly inefficient, and they really only work in a climate like California, right? Yeah. Where yeah, it's dry so and it's and it's, it's uh, nice weather. It's out. nice weather yeah. most of the time. Doesn't work in Texas. We got bugs. We've got it's humidity. I mean, my wife would no longer no more want a door open, you know, to the outside <laughs> than you know. Maybe there's two days. That's out what of I was going to say. You maybe have like a couple of days where you could do that. Where you could do that, where it's really calm and, and nice and pretty, but it doesn't work here. And, yeah. and and these manufacturers are showing off how big their windows can be. And and the whole black window thing when we were talking about windows at your house, that whole black window trend is driving me up the wall. I see these what's traditional the, what's houses. The black window trend? Well, they're basically the steel window got really popular for yeah. a while. The steel window. Um, and putting in steel windows and doors became this really hip thing, especially 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. The wood window manufacturers copied that by just making their mutton bars and everything else black. 
Okay, so did it look like they were putting steel windows <laughs> yeah, in their thing? But they ended up being there. So it's basically a wood window painted black. And it's just like oil rub bronze of the of the 1990s yeah. that was so popular that yeah. looks terrible today. Yeah. Those black windows, like there's one, right? They just are are just stupid. The right? modern farmhouse. Yeah, and so you wait. End up, modern and farmhouse. That's yeah, a that's modern. Farmhouses aren't modern. Yeah. So you end up with this, <laughs> this, uh, these styles today, okay? And there's further confusion. I don't think there is, there is, um, there, there's these names in in our industry, like the modern farmhouse. That is a that is a trend, but that, that it's really not a specific style. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think in ten years we're going to look back and and go, what style is that? Just like we look at houses from the seventies and go, what house is that? Well, everyone now is already saying shiplap is done you know that's and so, so funny. and so like this house doesn't know what it wants to be right it's just mm-hmm. it, you got these horizontal lines l- below and then the vertical lines above it's a mix mash of this you know peaked uh, roof versus a horizontal line cutting through it you know that's a a, a modern neo-modern house and so mm-hmm. there's conf- the point being is all of modernism today just confuses architectural styling even more and confuses, you know, I, I, I get a lot of consultants that, or a lot of clients asking me to consult to help them fix their house mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the architects aren't being trained in traditional design. The builders don't know what they're doing. There's very few people that understand traditionalism and classicism. And so it's fascinating the, that people the, are reaching out to you to go, hey, help. Something's wrong with this. Help me diagnose it and get it down. Yeah, no, it's a problem. I mean, the, the architects don't know. That was right. my point. And right. so it's just um, they get the, the, end of the end of the line with their houses and they go, yeah, something's still not right. It's just yeah. not working. And I'll go through and I'll pick out five, six, eight details that I'm just fixing that that the that gable in return. I'm fixing the size of that dormer. I'm fixing the columns. I'm fixing the, the entablature that the columns support. Uh, maybe five traditional things. That if they just understood a little the, classicism, yeah. mm-hmm. the house could be, you know, ninety percent better. Yeah. And, and anyway, it's just it's just a. Guys, so you're saying people should just consult with you way more. No, I'm saying that that modernism confuses uh, the design aesthetic, yeah. and that and that it is it makes it harder to understand what our houses should look like, and you know what a neighborhood should be, yeah. and what design is all about. Well. Thank you guys for watching the Passion for Craft podcast. I hope to see you next time.